supporters of Philippine President Rodrigo Duterte launch a People's Initiative seeking to declare a revolutionary government in the country. COVID-19 cases in the Philippines seen by experts to hit 220,000 by the end of August. And the World Health Organization hoping to end the COVID-19 pandemic in less than two years. Good afternoon, I'm Rain Musni. Dateline Philippines weekend begins right now. A group supporting President Rodrigo Duterte has launched a people's initiative seeking to declare a revolutionary government in the Philippines. The Mayor Rodrigo Roa Duterte National Executive Coordinating Committee says the RevGov will be a transition government that will help establish a federal government by 2022 with President Duterte at the helm. The group ultimately wants a presidential parliamentary form of government where a prime minister oversees the daily affairs of the country. The group spokesperson, Bobby Brillante, however, clarified they are not pushing for a term extension for President Duterte. Instead, they're demanding for the fulfillment of Duterte's promise of real change, which was the basis for their support of him during his 2016 presidential campaign. Hindi naman dismayed, kundi with some disappointment siguro. At sana magising naman siya at tingnan niya ang kanyang mga paligid kung sino yung mga taong nagiging hadlang doon sa pagbabago na ipinangako niya. We want to hasten the process. Alam naman natin ang gagawin eh. It is just there are so many stumbling blocks. Yung mga oligarchs na nagmumonopolize ng ating economy, ilang pamilya lang naman yun. Tapos yung mga political dynasties na nagkukontrol ang ating gobyerno. Some Philippine lawmakers, however, are not keen on declaring a revolutionary government. House Deputy Speaker Johnny Pimentel sees no reason for it when the government still has a functioning government. Kabayan Party List Representative Ron Salo, for his part, has serious reservations on the constitutionality of such a call. Disturbing findings from the autopsy on the body of slain peasant leader Randall Echanis. Top forensic pathologist Dr. Raquel Fortun says several wounds in the peace consultant's body indicate he was made to suffer before being deliberately killed. Mr. Echanis sustained one fatal injury. Ito yung stab wound the back nga na tinamaan yung ayorta niya. That killed him at once. However, he had other injuries which were inflicted while he was still alive. Tapos hindi muna siya pinatay. The family of Achanis reiterated this was not an isolated case and that it was part of the government's crackdown on people whom they brand as communist terrorists. Echanis is among those accused of ordering the murder of 67 persons in Leyte some two decades ago as part of the alleged purging of traitors from the ranks of the New People's Army. He's the fourth NDF peace panel consultant to be killed since 2019. 
The United Nations Human Rights Office calls for an independent and transparent investigation into the recent killings of human rights defenders in the Philippines. It also urges government agencies to fully cooperate with the probe. It adds effective measures must be taken to protect their human rights defenders and stop alleged incitement to hatred against them. Malacanang, meanwhile, denies the report. President Duterte instructed the Philippine police not to release information regarding the recent attacks against activists. Duterte spokesman Harry Roque insists the administration is equally interested in unmasking those behind the brazen killings. Researchers from the University of the Philippines now see the country's COVID-19 case tally hitting 220,000 by the end of August. That's lower than their initial projection of 250,000. UP mathematics professor Guido David, who is part of the UP Okta research group, says they expect better results following the stricter two-week lockdown imposed in Metro Manila and neighboring provinces. David notes they even recommended to retain the quarantine status until the end of the month, which would have brought down their projection to 210,000 cases. But he adds a better enforcement of the general community quarantine could also work. We understand that there's a need to open the economy. So what we want to do is um, do a GCQ, but it should be a lot uh, more stringent compared to the last GCQ that we had. So, in other words, this GQ, GCQ hopefully is a lot uh, is a, a lot more improved compared to the previous GCQ. So that means more testing, um, contact tracing, isolation should be properly done, and then localized lockdowns should be properly implemented. Actual COVID-19 infections in the Philippines are now at more than 182,000, while the death toll nears the 3,000 mark. A former Philippine health chief calls on the government to ensure the safety of Filipinos ahead of the country's participation in the clinical trial of Russia's COVID-19 vaccine. But local experts insist vaccines undergo a thorough evaluation before being tested in the country. More from Christine Sabilio. 40,000 people set to participate in the clinical trial of Russia's COVID-19 vaccine. This will include people from participating countries like the Philippines. It is said to be equivalent to phase 3 trials, which deals with expanded testing for the efficacy and safety of the vaccine. But local experts say it's hard to comment on the vaccine when they haven't received much information about it. Na ang Sputnik V raw po ay supposedly ready for phase 3. Subalit hindi pa po natin nakikita ang phase 1 and phase 2 results of this. Meaning it has to be published in the scientific world so that everybody can look into its safety, tolerability, as well as the effectiveness, its uh, efficacy. Former Health Secretary Esperanza Cabral said during a FOCAP forum that while participating in clinical trials is an altruistic act, government should ensure the safety of its citizens. All the countries should submit their data to the World Health Organization and should make public whatever preclinical and early phase trials they have. 
During the Forum of the Philippine Foundation for Vaccination, experts detailed how they expedite, but at the same time thoroughly assess COVID-19 vaccines applying for clinical trials in the country. In a normal course for a CT trial, uh, it's about 45 to 60 days, but it will be lesser for COVID, provided that the documents submitted are complete. Hindi porket uh, may pandemya ay ikokompromiso namin yung proseso. Uh, ang pag-review ay high quality. They said participants should not be forced to join or to stay in a clinical trial. On Thursday, Interagency Task Force of the Philippines for COVID-19 released guidelines for vaccine clinical trials. This includes zoning for areas participating and prioritizing the World Health Organization's solidarity trial over independent trials. We anticipate that if there will be many vaccine trials that will be conducted here, it may come to a point that there will be a competition uh, for uh, volunteers for the vaccine trial for a particular area or zone. There should only be one vaccine trial that will be ongoing. The Department of Science and Technology also said that to help build the country's capacity for vaccine production, it has proposed the establishment of a virology institute. We will have scientists, researchers, and engineers working there to develop vaccines, not just for humans, but for animals and plants as well. DOST earlier said that clinical trials in the Philippines may start before the end of the year, while public distribution for vaccines will probably fall under the second quarter of 2021. Christine Sabilio, ABS-CBN News. While the local government of Quezon City ramps up its COVID-19 testing capacity by launching new mobile rather mobile community testing units. The modified trucks include a generator, mini laboratory, self-decontamination area, and a space to process rapid diagnostic tests and swab tests. Each unit could house at least two to three people who would conduct the testing. This is the second batch of mobile community testing units donated by the Philippine Chamber of Commerce and Industry to the city. As public transport resume operations under the general community quarantine, the Metro Manila Development Authority reminds drivers and passengers to observe strict health protocols. MMDA General Manager Jojo Garcia also stresses the importance of barriers along EDSA as protection for commuters. The idea will be permanent. Good. What I'm saying is your infrastructure. It's oh. Temporary. Kasi nga, sabi ko nga, malaking pera yan, no? Pero as long as nagagawa natin yung purpose with a limited budget, tumatakbo. Tumatakbo yan. Combination of ballers and concrete barrier. Okay. Concrete barrier, ito po ilalagay natin siguro 100 meters to 200 meters. Apart. Ano? Before the uh, loading and loading base para two-gates yan. At ayan po yung protection ng mga pedestrian. Bakit hmm. po, no? Kasi kung sila'y nakapila dyan sa mga loading and loading base, mayroon walang disiplin ng bumanggang private sa barrier. Kasi ito, complete barrier, mapuprotectan natin yan. The World Health Organization pins its hopes on technology to eliminate the COVID-19 pandemic in less than two years. The UN-based body believes it's doable due to the advancements made in vaccine development. The WHO's forecast that it will only take less than two years is faster than it took for the Spanish flu to end the deadliest pandemic in modern history. 
virus is not displaying similar wave-like pattern. Clearly, uh, when the disease is not under control, it jumps straight back up. Uh, but uh, from that perspective, the classic wave pattern of the 1918-1919 pandemic was was very clear. But it did take three complete waves for that disease to spread around the world and infect most susceptibles. The COVID-19 pandemic has infected over 22.8 million people and killed nearly 800,000 worldwide. Recoveries, meanwhile, stand at 14.5 million. Lebanon is facing a surge in coronavirus cases following the deadly blast at the Beirut port. This prompted the reimposition of a two-week lockdown, which will take effect from August 21st to September 6th. Lebanon's Health Minister Hamad Hassan urged the public to observe health protocols. Lebanon has more than 11,000 COVID-19 cases, but officials warned the actual figure could be far higher. The British government's debt has exceeded $2 trillion following massive state borrowing amid the COVID-19 pandemic. Data from the Office of National Statistics show Britain accumulated $2.61 trillion at the end of July. That's equivalent to more than 100% of the country's annual gross domestic product or total economic output for the first time since 1961. Britain's economy shrank by one-fifth in the second quarter, more than any of its European neighbors, as a lockdown plunged the country into its deepest recession on record. And even though it's beginning to rebound in the easing of restrictions, analysts still expect a surge in unemployment by the end of the year. The latest now on the weather, tropical depression IGME has intensified into a tropical storm as it moves toward the southern Ryukyu Islands in Japan. Philippine Weather Bureau Pagasa says no storm signal has been put in place, but it notes that Igme is slightly enhancing the southwest monsoon, bringing moderate to heavy rains, as well as intermittent gusts of wind in Batanes and the Babuyan group of islands. The eye of the storm was last seen 340 kilometers northeast of Basco Batanes. It's expected to leave the Philippine area of responsibility by tonight or Sunday morning. The latest now on the NBA playoffs. The Boston Celtics are one win away from getting into the Eastern Conference semifinals after a 102-94 win against the Philadelphia 76ers. The Celtics rallied in the final minutes going on a 10-0 run to take a 3-0 lead in the series. Kemba Walker led with 24 points while Jalen Brown added 21. Over in the West, the Utah Jazz take a 2-1 lead against the higher-seeded Denver Nuggets after a 124-87 drubbing. Jazz guard Mike Conley returned to the bubble after the birth of his child to post a game-high 27 points, including seven three-pointers. Now here are the results of other NBA playoff games. And that's Dayline Philippines Weekend. I'm Rain Musni. Thank you so much for joining us. Keep it here on ANC.